Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz, and I'm here with the entire team, which is always a blessing, and I'm just going to take a moment to introduce them. Over here on my left-hand side is Joel, who plays Sid Poulter. How's Sid this evening? Sid's doing fine this evening. He's, he's ready to move forward. Uh, the adventure of the clay pots and the uh, the stalking predator ready to get going. <laughs> the stalking predator, and next to him, uh, Melinda, who plays Faye Dawson. How is Faye this evening? She's getting ready to punch a big cat in the face. <laughs> Great, Faye is actually in Faye's solo adventure. Faye is at a lake in the jungle, and now she's heading for a lake that's part of a mountain glacier. So, or, you know, part of up by glaciers. So. Faye's being drawn to water. I don't know what's going to happen there. What I love fresh water, folks. What can I say? I, I, it's important. Also, uh, one of our fair uh, heroines is played by Lauren, who is Catherine Ross. Could have been named, you know, Dr. Catherine Priest if she had just played her cards right. But she oh, my God. Throwing <laughs> that in my face again. I'll recover. I'm, I'm an appearance of 75. He She'll recover. Yo, he won't. Wow. Hey. <laughs> No, but, just uh, think about it. When um when this whole adventure ends, you can go to Japan and reunite with the one that got away. No, exactly. Um, he didn't. He didn't get away. He ran away. No, come on. <laughs> this isn't and fun. He ran. Very nice. Ooh, oh, Ella. Okay. Reference. Oh my god. So how is Catherine otherwise? Um, Catherine's just discovered with some of her team members that there's people in the pots. And there we are. And you know. First, I smelt something icky, and it's like, oh, what smells icky? You walk over, and you discover with some friends, people in the pots! That's disturbing. We're going to get them out, or leave them as food for the big cat. And Catherine's down-to-earth medical... <laughs> Her Hippocratic Oath kicks in once again. Survival. You know, you know... I won't die here. Your last name's not Perina, is it? Because maybe this is the beginning of a company that you what? just, you know... <laughs> Making cat food for people. Uh, and no, next to her is so bad. next to her is Kayla, who is now playing uh, one of the occultists. Well, she's a clairvoyant, really, in this group. Uh, Ella Walcott. How is Ella tonight, Kay? She's still trying to get her footing with the group. After all, they are still suffering from a great, great loss. R.I.P. Aveline. But um, right now, she's kind of in a Claire, she's going into a clairvoyant trance while there's a big giant cat about to pounce on her face. So Faye, with my wait, I have the Tommy shit. Somebody's got to like take my Tommy and like start shooting this little kitty up. There'll be, I think there'll be guns tonight. That is very, very true. And uh, last but not least, uh, our our occultist and one of our scholars, uh, Professor John Schooley, played by Scott. How is John this evening? He's there's a lot to unpack here, isn't there? He's ever the pragmatist, but um, I think John's a little concerned because, you know, we are completely at the mercy of our guides, right? That have brought up us, brought us up into the mountains. Without them, we're we're literally lost and maybe just dying on these mountains. And 
they don't want anything to do with these pots. They don't want anybody touching them. They don't want anybody going near them. And so I'm kind of afraid, you know, it's like torn. Oh my gosh, somebody's alive in the pot. Oh my gosh, if we touch the pot, our guides may <laughs> may just say, out of here. And right. as, as the young ones say these days, they may yeet right out of here. <laughs> there could be a yeeting. I never there thought about that. Yeeting. I never considered that. Oh, my God. Well, we're going to consider that on Mike real quick because oh, that is no. definitely a question. <laughs> the great yeeting of 1937 <laughs> or 1931. <laughs> Hold on. The great yeeting of 1931. That's right. That's right. Hashtag trending find now. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to see how that plays out because that is definitely a they, – they, they really didn't want anybody touching them. But now that they know there's a living person in there, we'll have to find out if they really don't want you touching them. <laughs> So, <laughs> all right. So, so that's where we left off. Uh, as you listened to this episode uh, last week, we found our heroes. They had successfully navigated out of the plane, uh, found some clay pots on the side of the mountain as they were collecting supplies, trying to pick up their supplies. Uh, this is the th- third day of the ascent up towards Rupkund, and they've seen these uh, pots at just sporadic intervals. One here, two or three tucked behind a you know, a, a, a large rock or boulder that, you know, was sort of keeping the wind off of them. Uh, one or two were smashed. Most of them had been intact. And they just have, they're about four and a half, five foot tall, roundish. They sort of look like um, a two-segmented snowman with just head and, and lower body, not the center chest piece. So it's just these two spheres, sort of. But they do have a just a general face uh, that was worked into the clay or, or the terracotta and hands across, you know, where the chest would be. Their guides, who are all part of um, Churgi's extended family, uh, what's left of them, <laughs> and uh, men who worked with um, Ying Ko back in, uh, at, at Kathmandu. All these names ring, should ring a bell to you, listener. Um, they told you that told the team that they really aren't supposed to touch the pots. They do have a purpose. They're for the people that live on this side of the mountains in India, and they leave them up here whenever a loved one is either missing or presumed dead by the gods of the mountain. They're asking to make a swap. So the clay pot is left, and hopefully your loved one will venture out of the mountain safely, and the the gods will take the pot as an offering. But they are, of course, our heroes found that there were living people in the pots, and that's sort of where we we find out. So Catherine, Scott, uh, John, you were the ones. John, you heard the tapping. Catherine smelled something off um, when we last left. So the two of you are fairly certain that there is definitely somebody in the pot, at least that's one that's next to where Catherine is standing. Yeah, I think uh, I think John yeah. and Kate kind of turn to each other and kind of have that knowing look of like, there's people in these pots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, it's not cool. Um, how far are the guides from where we're standing? Yeah, where's Chorgi? Uh, she's talking with, with our, her, you know, the, the other guides. Um, they're about... 20, 30 feet. Remember, the scout had been had been late getting here and claimed that he had been was felt he was being stalked or pursued. And not far from where the pots were, you do see several paw prints of, of a larger uh, predatory animal appearing to be a cat. And and uh, and and Ella is currently in a trance, sort of, you know, at the you know in the in front of the pots, right? Um, yeah, Ella, you had uh, successfully navigated that, so you had you were trying to get some visions on what was going on with the pots, right? I was trying to. Li- I wasn't told not to touch the pots, so I was going for the cat paw to see what oh, animal okay, it was. Paw. But I wasn't getting anything off of it. But 
I believe we discussed, like, I'm kind of distracted, so I am obviously unaware of my surroundings. Yeah, you would eventually get some images, um, Ella. The the image that you get is of a large uh, saber-tooth-looking... You just get images of, like... Uh, the long extended frontal fangs you kind of see through through the the creature's eyes for a moment you feel strong you fe- you feel invigorated and you're making almost no sound uh you you can feel you're moving you can feel that the creature stops occasionally and 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 it's it flexes its shoulders and and its hind legs and like a cat would and it hunkers down for a second it sniffs the wind you're getting all those sensations but you're amazed at how quiet this big animal is. And then your eyes start to flutter and you come out, you know, start to come back. Kate, if you want to go check in with Chorgi about these pots, I don't think John would want to leave Ella's side right now while she's still, you know, kind of coming out of it. He kind of maybe he's a little protective when she goes into her trance, just wants to look after, especially in the surroundings that we're in. Uh, okay. Oh. Hmm. <sighs> Okay, come on, come on, bedside manner. Let's. Okay. You have to summon your bedside manner, like some sort of, like God give me strength. I've got to deal with wounded and sick and scared people. You're a nurse. This is not an easy conversation. Well, okay. Well, Neither is. A... I'm sorry, your wife died, but you you've done it. Okay, your that's husband's okay. Okay, that's easy compared oh. to this. Because These I now are in pots. No, <laughs> I have to look at this woman and be Sid, like, you, you, "Ma'am, did you notice your sticky pudding is having a real hard time of it for some reason?" And uh, your yeah, sticky she just pudding. she just looks super uncomfy. <laughs> so, Sid, you do notice that Catherine seems to be like you know those people like I, I just oh like she does she doesn't want to make uh, this forty foot walk of. I wander over to her and I'm like, what's going on? I mean, you have to talk to these people. It's no different than than being a nurse in battle. I mean, just say, listen, there's real people alive in those pots. We told them? No, not yet. No, no I meant like... Going to tell you. I'm, I'm, going saying, to tell them. I'm saying we've told Sid and Faye? Catherine, yeah. I believe the, the reaction when the sound went off and John looked over at you was... There's people in these fucking pots. You screamed. Okay. At the end of the episode, so All right. while Chorgi and them through the windy noise of the of the side of a mountain may have not heard you well, Sid hears you. And as Sid is standing there saying these things about you may want to let these people know sooner than later. Okay, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Oh God. Um, Chorgi, ma'am, ma'am. Ma'am, why did I say ma'am? Chorgi. Yes. Oh dear God. I, I go after her and I and I go with her and I and, and I take my hand, put it with her hand, and I'm like, Chorgi, we need to ask you a question about the pots. The, you, they're not our pots. I understand that. Do you know what's in the pots? Nervous. Catherine is very concerned that you are unaware of their contents. Yeah. In what's in the pots? There's a I don't know what you mean, Mr. Polter. I there are nothing in pots. There are so, just no. So you think are. that these um sit one moment, sit. So you think that the pots are totems, like symbols to leave for the mountain. They it is an old um, 
tradition. Uh, she starts talking to the, the guides and he starts nodding and speaking. And then she comes back with you and says, um, effigy, eff, it's the word of a mask face. When effigy. You, that's effigy. Okay, great. Um, so, so I think someone you, has been a little pot. naughty. Oh, Sid. What do you think is in the pots? Just like a clay figure? Of- we don't touch them because it's a religious significance to people on this side of the mountain. We are trespassing on their land. To break them would be disrespectful. I don't know what's in the pot well, normally. Um, Chorgi, I care for you dearly. You've been so helpful. I think we're going to have to break the pots, hun. No. There's- the she Chorgi. says to the... She says to the guy, she starts talking to the guy a second, and the the scout looks and goes, mm, no, no, no. I, I lean in and I say, Chogi, what she's trying to tell you is there are living people trapped in those pots. They're actually tapping to get out right now. If you what? come up to the pots, you will hear it. There are people trapped in those pots. And it's of some urgency, so. She starts walking over. Faye, you see all this. John, you see her coming back. Ella starts coming out of it, John. She does. She says this. She just says to you, you know, it, it comes with great power, great strength. We should uh, we should warn the guides. Okay. I feel like they are already aware of it since he was the one that found it. But no, yes. he, he felt it. They haven't seen it. Specifically tell them what it is, what it looks like, what it's capable yes. of. It could be capable of many things, mainly eviscerating us, but uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so let's start with let's start with the pots. Catherine, Sid, you head over to the pots with Chorgi. Chorgi begins to hear the tapping at this of this one pot. Um, she looks at you and says, "I, what do we? To touch it is wrong. We." They are, they are left for loved ones. Like my loved one is lost. I, I don't the I don't know why they would have. I didn't know they put people in here. She's totally shocked. Chorgi, she doesn't. Chorgi, this she points to a pot. Putting someone in the pot is wrong. You, you. She points to the guides. You all believed that the clay woman is enough. That had power. You didn't want to touch that. This it's it's barbaric. It this needs, is sacrifice. It's sacrifice. This is. A life for a life. That's not fair. She says, we've passed others on the way. Were th- are there people in them, do you think, too? I and hope those- not. Faye, the one, the one you saw broken, there was no bones or anything amongst that. So these could be an anomaly. Yeah, I the one that I found and I studied pretty closely, I mean, there was no, there was no re- residue or anything signifying that there was a person trapped in there. Well, regardless of why or how, we need to get him out, right? Yes, that's that's not up for debate right now. Chorgi, I mean, also, are you going be... to stand by us if we try to rescue these people? She starts walking over to the guides. Ella, you're, do you follow her, or um, are you under the idea that you want to let one situation resolve itself before we discuss the cat? I would tell the group privately, like, yo, there's a big cat, but I wouldn't let, I would basically give the guides time to figure it out so that the situation can resolve, but just warn my peeps that there's a cat. But yeah. So she tells the, she tells them, she explains to them, they, they look incredibly hesitant, uh, very, very nervous. But in the end, she turns and says, I, I, I do what you have to do. I, I don't, this is not what we thought they were. And, We'll just have to hope that we don't. We're not offending the gods. I, I 
this this is dangerous to us. We would normally this is a terrible thing. I don't know what to do. We're climbing the mountain towards Rupkun. This is to anger the spirit is bad, but I, I I can't stop you. I don't. You're friends, and you're trying to help me with my family, and I need you. And I I don't I don't know what to do. Your call. She's conflicted. Absolutely. Is Chorgi a Buddhist? Um, Chorgi is a uh, they're Hindu, right? Buddhist, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all about nonviolence. I mean, Lauren knows. It's this. also it's also, a, it's also about live and let live, mm-hmm. and you don't interfere and and. Everything has its purpose and its path. You don't know what these who these people are. You don't know why they're in the pot. You don't know if they were willingly put in the pot. Well, now, maybe this, maybe well, this, now they're tapping to get out. Because Agreed. But when they made the choice, you don't know. So there's a lot of unknowns here. Mm. I understand what you're saying. She's only concerned with she has to get you guys another day up this hill. The weather can turn. All kinds of shit happens. Don't anger the gods. But I understand that you, you, know, you have to do what you have to do. Catherine? When Chorgi talks about not wanting to anger the gods. Catherine puts a gentle hand on her shoulder and says, those evil men who hurt your family and took your girls, we'll leave them for the gods. We're getting these people out. Give me a roll. You going for persuade? I don't have persuade. I have intimidate. <laughs> well, you're nearly there anyway. If you give her the crazy eyes, she'll- Just drop an F-bomb in there. <laughs> uh, that's a 39. That's a- I'm pretty damn certain that that is a success. You were the right person to talk to her because you know another secret of hers. Yeah. You're also, you've been very close to her since you arrived and, and, you know, you've seen everything that's happened. You were very affected by the whole situation as everyone was, but you were very, you were obviously very affected by um, what happened with, um, oh God, I keep, I keep seeing Ellen thinking of Ella, but uh, Aveline. So you're, she she acquiesces and and tells her people to just you know stop, don't panic. This has to happen, and you start breaking open the pots. Who wants to take care of that? Do we hear tapping on all of them or just one pot first? Just only one so far. The one we hear tapping on, yeah. The one we hear tapping on. Let's crack that one open. Okay. All right. Someone's got to get my med bag. You can go get it. So I'm gonna go get that. Leave the strong men to open this pot. I'll come right so back. So we're going to do one pot first, right? We're just going to see what we have before we, we go left. tapping on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds sounds like. Uh, All right. I got so my it's rifle, just. So I can... You just smack. Yeah. You just hit it. Butt of the rifle. All right. You do that, and a nine-year-old girl spills out. Oh, oh my god! She's not clothed well. She's was putting this down in lower elevations. Who? Knows? She's been drugged. It's obvious. She. You know. She's dehydrated and very, very ill, but she just rolls out of the pot and looks up at you and, and, and her eyes kind of loll and she's not tracking light well. I mean, you can just see that she's she's definitely affected. Catherine comes running back with the bag. And yeah, there's definitely some some evidence that whatever they gave her was strong, strong opiate or narcotic and strong narcotic. And uh, but it's it must have at some point wore off or she not, you know, slipped out of it or whatever. Yeah. This is oh my god, um, first aid roll to act to assess her condition. Yeah, first no, aid, just, just first aid yeah. or medicine. First aid will first aid will stop any additional damage. Um, medicine will slowly start to bring her back. So I, you could go right to medicine. You're you're very skilled. That's not a problem. That's uh that's an eighty five. What's your skill level? I thought that's in my skill levels an eighty. So spend five luck. Done. That's a nine year old. You immediately start taking your jacket off. 
you get it around her. You know, you ask somebody for water. Who do you want to ask to bring water? The 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 guides are absolutely just beside themselves, nervous. That you can just see that they're like, oh, you, now that they see it's a kid, they're they're even more concerned. Like something more concerned that we should leave it. You mean just leave it go? More concerned that there's gonna that some this is gonna have repercussions. Like this is a this is a very serious thing to put in inside this bot. Like you're sacrificing a child to a mountain. This must have been, there must have been really really important. So there's you know there mixed there's mixed feelings about the whole situation. Oh, I Lauren? wonder. I have a horrible question. This isn't Chorgi's g- little girl, right? No. Okay. I, maybe the Nazis put her in. I don't know. No, I, horrible visions. You. Okay. I don't know. No. Is what Catherine able to there? determine? Yeah, I was going to say, is, is Catherine able to determine how long they've been in the pot medically? Uh, with the role she had, no. Okay. No, not not that long. I mean, she knows she's been, she knows she's dehydrated, so it's how at much, least a day or two. This is a t- gross question. How much, like, refuse is there? Um, it's a, Well, for stomachs empty, once or twice would be all there would be. Yeah, okay, I mean, never so. mind. Never mind. Let's put it this way. It ha- it's not a week because you can't live without water quite that long. But if you're in a sleep state, which is a heavy narcotic wood, you'd burn less water and fat and everything. So you're thinking maybe three, four days. Oh, my God. Sid? I'm, my question is, is it possible that they're not here to bring somebody back, but they're here as – because a, a child would be like the strongest – the only kind of medicine, if you believe in this sort of stuff that would be stronger, would be like a fetus or a freshly born child, right? The the power, the energy that would be imbued into something like that. So well, I'm thinking S- Sid Sid, that's a that's a heavy occult statement. Um I'm not how occultish are you? Yeah, I'm not occultish. That's so Yeah, I mean you're making those statements, that. but John John would probably have a little bit more insight into the the strength of sacrifice. But I get your point, Joel. Yeah, that, that maybe they're not there to bring back somebody. Maybe they're there as an extremely potent totem against this cat. It with with the formation of the pots, the way they're set up in a semicircle, um is is anything like you know, cue off that seem familiar to John? Give me give me a roll under a cult. That's 28. Ooh. So, um, with my occult, that is going to be a hard success. The, the circles are used in so many different forms of, of 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 magic, and so many different. I mean, a circle is a, it, you know, it in it, it's it's a perfect union of two of a line to itself. I mean, there's a lot of that going in so many different religions and so many different traditions, right? Magical traditions. The pots themselves, anything baked and then like uh, like clay baked and stuff goes back really far into like holding some sort of um morsels or tidbits for the gods all this stuff yes they tend to be darker elements of of tradition and magic i mean even the bible talks about some sacrifice in it but nothing where you where you f- create an urn or an olfact a, a phylactery for it and then that te- that tends to be a transference of energy and power so you you just feel like this is an it's an old ancient this isn't something that was done on a whim there had to be purpose to this and it's and it's dark it's it dark comes, it leaves it in the dark more of a more of a dark magic yes that's the gut that's your gut feeling john john would say that uh he would share his thoughts on this and 
considering his his views on things, he's perfectly fine with uh, with um, changing the uh, changing the outcomes of what something being done in the name of dark magic would be. Okay, even with repercussions. Uh, you know, one step at a time. There's right. there's live people here that need to be saved. Okay, yeah, the little girl, uh, uh, Catherine, as you're helping her, uh, she she reaches and she tries to touch another pot as if she wants to push it over, if she wants to op- like get it open. There's more kids, guys. Um, open those more gently. I don't want to traumatize her anymore. So does everybody just start moving quickly to get this done? Yeah, I mean, knowing the cat is around. Mm-hmm. At this point, smells- maybe we start telling people about the cat. Ella, you want to start handling that situation while they open up the rest of the the uh, the urns? Like, tell the guys about him? Uh-huh. Sure. I'll go talk to the guides who are very interested in keeping the kids in pots, but all right. All right, all right. So you walk over and, and they stop and, and, and she's just, they're just muttering to themselves about, you know, the, the fear of this, the reprisals, what it means, what have they done, who, you know, how have they offended, what gods are they angered, you know, angering, and are they, is this the right thing to do? Will the gods smile on them for opening the pot? It's just that old superstition stuff. Torgi looks at you and says, you look concerned. Did, did something else happen? What's going on? We have a running theory, but um, I just have one question of you. Do you know about any animals that are dangerous and predatory up in this up in these areas? There are... Uh, you. There have been... Your friend, Aveline, asked questions like this as well. There are... There are rams, there are um, apes at some lower altitudes, but once you get this far up there, nothing that I've ever seen or encountered, really. it's well, The mountain itself is dangerous and treacherous just to be in it. Well, there appears to be tracks of cat, paw prints in the snow by the pots, and it's very dangerous. What? A cat? Uh, like... I sense... From the tracks and the sh- by the shape alone, that they are. Uh, do you know at saber tooth? They are. They've got the big fangs, and they're hunters, and they're predatory. But something about this one feels almost eerily supernatural, for lack of a better word. The the scout says, "This may have been what I felt stalking." He says he says it a little broken English, and then looks at at you and show. Can show me? Can you show me? Yes, of course. And I guide him over to where I last saw the paw prints. The pots are all broken. Catherine, your charge, the first one that you warmed up and started getting liquid into, screams at one point when her slightly younger brother tips out of one of them and is no longer breathing. Uh, In fact, of the six pots, two of the children appear to have already expired. So there are children in all six pots? Yes. Two of them have passed. It, it yes, appears they appears they've passed, and the others are in varying shapes. Most of them worse than she is. One has to be fully carried or put on a litter. They can't. They can't. It's just they're bound. I mean, they're inside, but they're bound and put in in such a way that it, it's you know their limbs haven't moved in days. They just they like I said, fed or given some sort of a heavy narcotic, and uh, with old tradition magics uh, and medicines, you you know you guess the weight. Like you, you know what I mean. It's not like oh. How much do you weigh? What age are you? Okay, take two of these. No, it's this is like they feed them, and some people react differently. It's so yeah. There's there's a cut. There's one that's really really poorly off. The others you feel are are some people you could stabilize. 
anybody not making it? The 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 one you you may end up losing the uh, the boy who's about eleven as well. He's about eleven or twelve. You estimate lanky. Um, he's in really bad shape. It looks like he, you're you're, est- you're thinking he might have been in there the longest. So of the four left, it's two and two. But one of the boys, the oldest boy, actually is the one who's in the worst shape as far as dehydrated and and he's not. He doesn't seem to be responsive. Okay, this um the situation is uh is grave. It's not good. They don't. The kids don't speak English. Kids don't even speak Nepalese. They they. They, they, you're not even, they haven't been able to communicate well at all. You don't know what language they're speaking and the guys okay. aren't speaking to them. So I just, I wouldn't want to say like, oh, he's not making it if he can understand me. Um, With proper care, you might get him back. But if, but if it's going to be exposure to wind and elements and the freeze and the cold of night, which still gets cold up here. I mean, during the day, it's, you know, it's, you know, balmy 65, but it gets cold at night. If, if he's exposed to the elements without proper clothing, if you can't get him warmed up and, and medicine in him properly, he probably won't last the night. The others you think will be able to make it. I express this to the team. I express my concerns. Uh, so we'll need to find a place to keep them. A guide, if we're going to continue up the mountain, will have to be spared. I may have to be spared. I, I don't want to not go up. We can't leave them here. Can we can we find a cave? That's Can we find can we find a a shelter to, you know that they could you know that we could harbor them in. You're right. We can't take them with us. No. And remember, no. we got Muller on our tracks. Going down is a problem. Well, staying where we are is a problem. Everything's a problem. I mean, unfortunately, the... and there's a giant cat. You know, the human side says help him, but the non-human side says every minute that we delay puts Mueller closer to us in a bad situation, not the situation we want. And there's a cat. There's like a lot of bad options. So a quick scouting, ask, ask the guide, see if, if in his scouting he saw any close by, you know, enclosures. Yeah. Yeah. So he's walked past you. Uh, he's looking at the prince with Ella and uh, he does seem – when he, you know, he seems now anxious and nervous. You don't need a psych roll for this. It, it's pretty obvious that the size of the cat's print. He goes over to Shorty and he and he makes a hand like this, and he's stretching his finger and thumb as wide as he can go, and then he makes a symbol like a fist, like it's not. I don't fit in it. Like it's bigger than that. <laughs> I can't get my hand. It's big, and you can see just worry on the other the other got men's faces. They. uh it's it's really discuss among yourselves decision time. He does he says that there is an elevation up, you know, about two another mile and a half um, of walking. Because remember when you it's not a straight up. It's you're going around stuff. So he says in about another mile, he there is a place where we can get them out of the wind. Um, there is a, a small cave. It, it's it'll fit us, but it's not very tall. We'd have to crawl in. I mean, it's only about four and a half foot tall, five foot tall. But we can we could get there. Okay. So we we each grab a kid and let's get and let's go. Yeah, I think that sounds like like a good idea. Um, I I'm hearing this bit right. Oh yeah. Uh, Ella quickly goes. I'm not entirely sure that's a good idea with a cat roaming around a cave. Caves in the mountains are seldom unoccupied. Yeah, and if the cat comes back, we'll shoot it in the face. This is not something you just shoot. It is quick. It is big. 
Okay, well, we I'm have a children. Small. We deal with it if it happens, right? We, we, what other choice do we have? Leave these kids here? No, of course not, but wandering somewhere we that could be its home or it will want to return to is only going to anger it, and it may be, there may be more. I only got one because there was only one set of tracks. But who knows Aren't how many other... Aren't solitary? Sometimes. Okay, I look. don't know. This isn't a natural creature. Listen. We have a scout, right? Ah, oh, shit! <laughs> no, ma'am! So John, you John do... draws his weapons. Yeah, you do hear that sound closer than you anticipated. Looking left, looking right. Everybody make me a spot hidden. Oh, nugget. What did I just say? <laughs> well, the children are out of the pot, so they're... Their spore, their scent is much stronger now. Okay. That's a success. I'm blind as a bat. I, I, I see nothing. Catherine is very concerned with her patience. I have a 36. That is a hard success by one. Okay. Uh, Spot hidden of 75. Nice. 50, regular success. Okay. I have to make a roll because there is a... I can't die right now. Got too many ducklings. And I don't know why I rolled Team that kind mom. Of... Team mom. You're not going to die. kind of stupid. Is she, she going to adopt these kids? Wow. I don't know. So, Sid, you made it, yes? Yes. But with a regular success? Correct. And Faye, you didn't make it or you did? No, I did make it. Um, regular success. Faye and Sid, you don't, you, you're not seeing anything? You, you're turning around, spinning left and right. You're, you're going, the guides are there. The scout snaps up. He thinks he hears it in a totally different direction. Um, you're not sure, but but it sounded very close. S- Professor Schooley, you turn, and you're sure that at about 12 feet away from you to the south-southeast, something was just there, and it's gone. You for sure thought you saw movement, and it's not there. I cry out, I saw it. I saw it, and I and I motioned in the direction. It was close. We're talking well, that's feet. Not, well, that's not good. One yeah. of Chorgi's men goes running, looks down, and, and yells back to her, and she goes, footprint. It was there. Yeah, we got to get the hell out of here. All right. Well, uh, I grab my rifle, and I, yeah. I chamber yeah. a bullet. Um, guns are out. Sun's out. Guns out. Tommy's out. Handgun. Tom- my ritual Tommy's- sword. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 be a little logical, Ella. That's excellent that all of your weapons are on display for everybody, but we can't have them all in your hands well, unless you know you're. Sh- are you Shiva for God's sake? So could be. So everybody, just let me know what you're uh, you're quickly reaching for or running to the packs to get. We'll go from across the line, John. What are you drawing? I'm drawing um, both my forty fives. And are you and you're carrying a child? Oh, that's right. I'm carrying. Okay. I have 145. I drop, you know, I draw 145 and I have the other kid, you know, in my arm. Yep. He locks and loads a child. <laughs> That's right. Just by the just... neck. Yeah. That's horrible. I think I'm going cool. to actually use my Mauser in this fight. Okay. Yep. Oh God. Okay. And Catherine? Um, there's four children. If you're, if you're, le- if you're bringing them all. We are bringing them all. Um, <laughs> What about if this the, is such a different this is such a different feel from when you wanted to leave, leave them leave on the plague one. island and you fought uh, I, oh no no don't raise your hand to me young lady I 
you are you wanted to leave those kids in the bushes on Poveglia. They were children- dead already. Oh, they were from the no, past. They were not. I totally forgot about that. How dare you? <laughs> okay, they were from the-, the past. Oh, okay. They That's were already dead. They could have been plague vectors. We could have died and brought a plague back to 1931. And you think children covered in excrement don't have disease? They don't well, have not plague. Right <laughs> <laughs> They're slippery, that's for sure. All right, no. so, Catherine, what are you packing besides your anger? Do the Wow. <laughs> that's always loaded. Um, do the guides have more guns than me? Like, are they... More guns than you? They have guns. Are they... Okay. Do they have no, they're, shot- remember, they're, they're smugglers. They do not carry shotguns. They carry rifles, usually. Okay, well, I've got a shotgun, so I'm going to give we my know. kid to Chorgi. You're having Chorgi carry the child? Yeah. I'm not I sure have a that's shot- going to happen. I, I've got a 70 and a shotgun. I'm not I'm not carrying a kid. Yeah, I don't think and that's... She's got, and she's got fear of what you've taken out of those pots. Hold on. She's a mother! I know, I'm making the roll. There's a lot of kinds of mothers out there. They're not all the same. Oh my lord. <laughs> she she takes the child from you and holds it out as if it was a bad batch of oranges. And just kind <laughs> oh, of... Oh no. <laughs> yeah, she's not really thrilled that you just handed this kid off to her. Faye, what are you this packing? This child is not right. <laughs> oh, so no. I have I have my revolver, my, my trusty revolver out, and I'm going to carry a kid with me i'm gonna have the kid um on my back sort of like piggybacking or are they too weak for that a little weak all right then you can, you can fireman carry them yeah i have i have i've got the kid over my shoulder and i'm like all right you and me kiddo we're going and i've got my revolver pointed okay sid uh i am childless carrying <laughs> carrying a 306 rifle okay for those of you carrying children, this is going to become an me? exhausting venture. So let us begin the ascent. So the guys, the scout starts moving with, with purpose and haste. Um, let me assign which one of you has the really ill 11-year-old who is the heaviest. That's going to be Faye. I had a feeling. I just knew it. Damn it. She's the smallest. Why would we give her him? Everybody grabbed a kid. You want to swap off? I Call just, out. I mean, I somebody just... walk up say, Faye, I'll take that one. I mean, Sid's, Sid's doing the really the really gallant thing. I'm not carrying a kid. I got a gun. I'm good. <laughs> That's not exactly what I said, but I'm just thinking I would be more useful with the rifle than I would be yeah. carrying a kid and trying to shoot a rifle. No, I'll no, carry. You're, you're, it's okay. You're much faster. You're much faster running away without a child. You're 100% that's great. cute. That's cute. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I, I'm two D. I'm two D six plus four on a rifle versus one D ten on uh, on a pistol. Oh no, the rifle's going to hit with much more. With, with that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Right? Do, but, do we yeah. carry a child and die, or do we let somebody else carry a child and try to do more damage to this thing when it pops out? Okay. Let us begin with. Initiatives by Dex. Faye, I know you're first. All right. What's um you? I'm Bolton. Um yeah, I'm... everyone's moving after the scout, but yeah. I just gotta get the right order. So it's Faye. Then uh Ella, what's your dexterity? My dex is a sixty, sir. And Catherine? Fifty-five. So Ella Fe, uh Catherine. 
and I believe Sid and John, are you the same? Correct. Yeah, yeah we're both forty, I think. Down here at the forty. All right. If you have a child in your hand, in your arms, please make a strength check. Let me know if you miss it. Wait, do I have a child? I have no idea. I think I do. I think you do. I made it. Okay. Oh, huzzah! I got a fifty. I just made it. I got a sixty-six. I just failed it. Um, Jonathan. John. John pulls a hammy. Pulls ah! a hammy. It's my Achilles. I could spend the luck. Well, how much did you fail it by? Six. I strength the sixty. Uh, All right, but I'll, it's but I'll it's, it's it kind of it's kind of crucial though. I mean, well, I here's this, here's what's going to happen. I don't know if this You're, is an Iron Ar- Aramon situation at all, but uh. <laughs> well, here's here's the way it, what's going to happen. Every time you fail the strength check over over the rounds, as this gets more and more cumbersome, and you're and you're moving, um, it's going to be a temporary five off your con, and then when your con fails, you fall tired. So if your con is in really good shape, you can afford to make this fail right now and not have a problem. You won't lose the minus five to the con temporarily like Faye getting chased in the graveyard if, you, if those, that episode folks it's going to be a, 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 so many turns before you can get up this mile and we're going to check every so often and that's going to be con checks yes well strength check if you make a strength check your con's intact it's holding you fail it your con starts to drop and your con has to drop to zero and then you pass no out. no you have to fail it if you make a check against your con and fail you fall to the ground and we know that big cats like to take out what Weak. people that <laughs> right, people that are exhausted and and lagging behind. So that's what's going to start happening. I just spent my luck to make it a success. Okay, so for the first round, everybody's good. Um, let me. So the first several minutes, everyone's behind. Uh, Faye, you're starting to bolt. We're going to only hold the initiative. I just needed it, Faye, in case somebody does start to lag behind. You know, as things go, it's now you know about five five thirty in the afternoon. You've you've gone you know a hundred yards or so. There's been. No sign of the cat again. No sound. You're not sure why. Chorgi's got everybody's got their pistols out. The group is moving fairly well. The guide stops for a minute though and holds his hand up. Now I'm going to need everybody right now to make a stealth check because I'm trying to see if you can quickly and quietly with your breathing and everything else going on. The kids keep everybody under control. So we're just going to do a stealth check just to see what happens here. And this I is got it. Aveline seventy in stealth. Catherine's okay. Faye's okay. I'm fine. Faye got a two. That means she's going to roll a 95 next time. Well, Faye, that means that the the, the 11-year-old that you're carrying is probably unconscious. Uh, because, <laughs> no, I'm just saying if you're, if you're that stealthy that you can stop and he doesn't make any noise as you do. John, I'm just that good. John actually passed his stealth. Nice. Rolled a, I rolled a 16. I have a base okay. stealth, the 20. What about you, Sid? <laughs> I am not Sid I and failed Bella? as well. By 20. All right. All right. Let's, Is that a group uh, stealth check? No. So right, let's put a marching order together. It's going to be the scout out front. He knows the way to the cave. Who wants to be directly behind him? Because this is now going to start to matter. Because you're kind of going in a single file line running, you know, moving your way, up, snaking up this mountain. Who would be why behind? Don't we, why don't we keep the people with the kids in the middle? Okay. So you want to be behind the scout, Sid? Or you want to be all the way in the back? I I can be either whichever works better. I can Let me either know. be at the back or I can be behind the scout. Why don't we put me up front because my con is a ninety five, and if there's con checks with running, I won't fall down. Well, true, but if you're towards the, okay, that makes sense. That's fine. All right, so, so put wait, it in. I'll be at wait, the back then. That's which, whichever makes more sense for me with that. No, logic. it's fine. Okay. Okay. I don't mind. So, being in front. 
It's the scout, and I'm going to put Chorgi near him. Their side almost literally just staggered. Behind Chorgi is Catherine, who wants to. Sid, you're going to go all the way to the back. I'll go to the back. Yeah. You have one of the you have one of the men with you, Sid. We're just going to call him Guide A. All right. I'll I'll be behind Catherine. Ella. Uh, I'll go after John, I guess. Okay. Faye, you're going to bring up behind Ella. Sounds you're carrying good. the heaviest weight. That makes some sense. Yeah. And behind you, Faye, is guide B. And then Sid, bringing up the rear with the other guide, right, you know, side by side with him, making up sure nobody lags too far behind. I feel safe being near Sid, so I'm okay with this. Yeah, Sid's just one off behind you. Yeah, so no worries. Sid's mustache will protect us all. He won't let anything bad happen to me. The kid, maybe. He won't That's leave right. Faye behind. No, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Everyone who's not carrying a child, make a stealth, make a uh, spot hidden. Nice. That is a critical, or a, that it's a hard success. Okay. No. Others are. Oh, that's right. All of you have it, right? I have to make one then for the scout. Kate, you're carrying a child, right? No. You're not. He said everyone not carrying children. That's right. You're not carrying a child. Yes, I I am childless. So make a roll. I so did. Who's carrying the children? Chorgi has one. Oh, Chorgi did take the child. Yes. Yeah, like she a bag of Chorgi. Oh, it. okay. I thought yeah. Chorgi didn't. My bad. Sorry. No. Um, Here, Chorgi, take some bad luck. I, Sid, um, go ahead. I'm sorry, Catherine. Did you make it or not? I did not make it. Okay. Sid, when he holds his hand up and everybody stops it and you don't stop without making quite a lot of noise, right near you is a crop, like an outcropping of rocks with a with a broken tree, you know, just that's grown at a weird angle because of the wind and everything. But it's definitely, you know, misshapen in there. The tree moves for a second and you're sure you see two jet black eyes looking right back at you. Do I have enough time to shoot at it? You can take a shot. Okay, I'll take a shot. That is a no. <laughs> that is a no. So oh, a shot rings out. Everybody sees Sid pull and fire. You hear... <sighs> and the, something growl low and move away again. But Sid's like, you know, the, the scout looks at you and like, you hit, you hit. It was, it, was, it was right behind us. I missed it. It was right behind us. So again, it sounds like this thing is making, walk, moving with you, testing your sides, testing your flanks, trying to get a position. And Sid happened to just see two black eyes uh, by the tree in a pred in a st stalking sort of posture and shot, but missed Sid, make sure you're keeping track of ammo and the gun before it has to be reloaded. Um, in the rifle, I'm not sure what, what it's a carbine type rifle, right? So normally those are, yeah. One. Yeah. So the ammo is five, and five. Usually on those, right? Yep. Right. Just to keep an eye on it. All right. The scout, he starts moving again. This slows you down a little bit. Let's go ahead and make those strength checks. So anybody carrying a child, make a strength check. Yes, that's a 21. That's a hard success. Come on, Ella. I failed at 60, so that's just a minus 5 to my con. No, temporary minus 5? I failed with an 87. Okay, so this is where the con checks are going to start for everybody, but you guys are at minus 5. So everybody make a con check and let me know. Now, you've been walking for about 15, 20 minutes. These kids are heavy. It, they do add the weight, that's all. It's just not used to the altitude with the, with the weather. And the and the air. Let me know if you fail a con check. I, I had a regular that. six. Yeah, I passed You're it fine. too. 
I just made it. Sid, you were okay, right? Oh, I didn't think. No, I don't. I don't have any kids, so I don't have. To right, you're okay. No, you still make a con check now, Sid. I'm good. Oh, oh I do. Oh, I'm. Yeah, sorry. but you're never going to have the negatives where the where your strength's failing you. You just need to make a con check because you're you're moving quickly and it's still exertion. Knowing that you've been going all day, you guys. No, now I it's... missed my con. No, I've missed it by a lot, actually. Okay, Sid. F- Sid makes the shot fall. Catherine, you see Sid drop uh, and starts clutching at his chest a little bit and. He can't seem to catch his breath. He's having a really hard time. The walk is – he's a big guy. Um, he does have weather survi- winter survival, so he knows how to stay warm and keep out of snow and, and predict avalanches and climb. But anytime you start having shortness of breath and everything, it's – you have a choice. It's let him sit there and keep moving or everybody stops. And we're going to – and I will roll to see how long everybody stops. Because if you're going to let him catch up and catch his breath again, that's going to take a D10 minutes. Um, oh, God. We can't leave him, obviously. Um, okay. Catherine calls out to, like, everybody stop, runs back down to Sid. It's, no, no, the, everybody was in line. Oh. Sid was up towards the front. So they're just starting no, to Sid's pass. Sid's at the he back. Takes, I'm at the front. I'm sorry, Sid's at the back. So, yes, you... He, you, you hear it. I'm sorry. Yeah. You start yelling. Everybody, hold up, hold up. Um, and I go, do down, go back down and start there. trying to help him catch his breath. All you can do is sit him there and wait. I mean, he's not getting the ox that full blown where he's got to go to descent level. You know, climb down. He's just winded. He's a big dude, and this, we're moving quickly. So this is how long the group is. Everybody wants to stay together. Yeah, we need to stay together. Definitely can't have stragglers. Eight minutes. Oh my. Sid! It, it, it was right behind us. It was right behind us. Two eyes in the bushes. Stop talking. Stop talking. Was, Focus on was, me. Breathe. Stop. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Go, go on without me. Go on without me. I will, I will slap you across the face. No! This is not the place to come on to me. <laughs> Wrong. Of course. <laughs> when we get out of here. My toffee pudding, this is not the time. The children are bundled up. They are... It is getting it is starting to get a little cooler every minute you're sitting. Now the cold starts to to settle in a little bit, but you know you're okay. Everyone still seems to be okay. Um, let's start. You start moving again. We're just keeping track of the time. So that was an, uh, eight minutes of just letting Sid get re reacclimated a little bit. He uh, starts bringing up the rear. Got the guide that's w- alongside of you. Sid gives you the thumbs up, like you're going to be okay. Just keep walking. Um, he takes out a piece of rope, Sid, and while you're down, you know, he's starting to help you up. He just ties you off. That way, if you start to lean or fall behind and he feels you go, he'll know that you're down and he doesn't want to lose you uh, just in case something starts to happen. So that's where this is going to go. So you you walk on. It's now closing in on almost six o'clock. Everybody go ahead and make me a strength check that's carrying a child. Well, everyone's Ooh. rolling strength checks. I am just getting Ooh. stronger. I got Ooh. a six. I, got I am a invigorated. Yeah. What's a, what's a critical failure again? Mel, no! Roll? I rolled a 90. What'd you roll? I rolled a 95. Okay, that's not a critical failure. Oh, thank God. What is it? Is it is it 96 or more? 96, 7, 8, 9, and okay. double zero. Whew. All right, so I just take another minus. So my con is now 50. Minus 10. Mm-hmm. That's fine. This is gorgeous. Okay. Go ahead, everybody. Give me the con check. Pass. I got a nine. Not that it matters. Urgh. I am. Sid's down again. Sid! 
I got a 62. I'm down too. Face no, down as well. Everybody, no. You see the pair, Lauren, Catherine, your worst fears are starting to happen. These children are weighing your friends down. There's the, remember, you don't have, you didn't parachute out with mules. They're carrying 50 pound packs, 18 and 20 pound kids trying to get up this mountain as fast as possible. The sun is beginning to set. It is just becoming a nightmare. You don't know how you're going to get these people up off their feet, but it's. Son it's of there. a bitch. I'm up. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm fine. I'm getting up. <laughs> Face like I got this. <laughs> I put my boy back on my shoulder. I'm like, all right, you and me, pal, we're going. Somebody fire a few rounds to scare it. Catherine is screaming into the woods. Like you, you fucking bastard. Go away. <laughs> Yeah, shoot some, shoot some rounds. Yes, let's shoot at it. God, what can we do? Uh, I just want- stay, I stay down on one knee. I take advantage of being down and and just try to try to look around. Try to look okay. around. Try to Everybody use advantage of being low. Anybody who made their con check, Sid, you're at me. a negative on this. Anybody who made the con check, go ahead and look for a spot hidden. Okay, that was me. That's a twelve. That's a critical. I, uh, I did yeah, good. I- I'm not very good at the looking. I'm just very good at the lifting. Catherine, let me do its stealth check to see what it's because it's an opposed role. So let me see where its stealth check came. Come out. on. All right, Cat. Um, Catherine, I don't want to say Cat. Catherine, to the north of you this time, above where your position is, just barely, just standing there as if it was not even pouncing mode, low to the ground. It's just standing there, staring at you. Is a cat that is easily almost six feet at the shoulder. It's got to be close to everything you're estimating of about 1,400 to 1,600 pounds. It's bleach. It is pure white. You almost lose it in your eyes for a second. The only thing is the malevolence of its black eyes looking down at you. And when it sees you make eye contact with it, it, it shakes for a second and is gone. You lose it. I fire around. No, fire. no, that would be stupid. No, I'm gonna do it. I'm a fire, son of a bitch. She's not impulsive. She's not impulsive what at all. What did no, I say? I'm, you said fire at it. I said fire at it, but I also said this cat is supernatural, and that we're not dealing with some other cat, so it could have friends. You're gonna reach the cave in four more checks. Okay, great. Well, I fired around. I shot at Kitty. Hopefully, I spooked it a little. Why you missed the shot? No, I I hit. If there was anything to hit. Okay, you fired a shotgun. Yeah. What did you What did you roll? I rolled under my thing a sixty one, which is a regular success. Okay, go ahead. See if you roll your damage. Um, it's a shotgun. How far away am I? About forty feet. So that's less than twenty yards. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's two d six. Six. Okay. So everybody see, hears the shot go off. The guides jump. Sid tries to look back. You just see a lot of dirt and snow <laughs> blow up into the air. Well, fuck! Pretty much sums that up. You guys are going to have to wait for seven minutes to get everybody back on their feet. Oh no, God, guys, come on! <laughs> if we, you hear, if we leave the children, we can move quicker. We have no Sacrifice. choice. We have to put them down. I'm not putting Sacrifice down this kid. You're going to have to leave me behind, too. I'm not leaving these kids behind. 
The scouts are yelling at her. They are admonishing her. She is breaking. She's looking at you like, my children are important too and you are gonna, you're risking everything. There's something out here stalking us. We have to leave them. This is not our problem. We have to make camp. We have to go. Faye's just catching her breath and she's just looking at all of them like, I'm not going anywhere. There's no way. You cannot convince me. I'm the most stubborn bitch here. And if you guys keep telling me it's a bad idea, that's just going to make me want to stay here more. So Catherine screams to the group. There's enough of us. Everyone not carrying a kid. Pick up a kid. We'll move faster. Let's swap it out. Stop everyone getting tired at the same time. Sid mumbles under his breath. The mountain doesn't care. The mountain kills who it wants. Why would you say that? Sydney? Soup. Because I've been on a mountain before. People die on mountains. You're playing superhuman and you've never been on one. Everybody make me a sanity check, but Sid. Thank you, Sid, for doing this to us. I just made it. My body is iron, but my skills suck. (laughs) I didn't make it. No one likes Sid. I am good. I'm good. My sanity's at 45. I'm, I'm fine. Well, I'm, aren't I'm all golden. of you, okay. well, aren't Faye, all you of special? Yes, I failed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I failed, Keeper. This is gold. Faye, lose four points of sanity. Sid's getting to you. Oh, my God. Thank you, Sydney. <laughs> oh, your your birth, your Christian, your full, your birth name. That's Thank right. you, Sydney. I'm Sydney, using. the harbinger of doom. At this For point, the- let it. For the rest of this episode, I'm calling him Mr. Poulter. <laughs> I want no Catherine. familiarity. Catherine's about to stage a Gimli. Okay. For the record, if Aveline were here, the ghost of Aveline wants to infect Ella right now and be like, yo, give me one of the kids' clothes. I'll run off and chase it away from you guys. Why would the kids' no. clothes? What? No, because that, she would take the scent with them. I take so, the scent and then draw them with like screaming, like "Hey, follow me, bitch!" And I'd shoot. That's a wonderful fey plan. The break, <laughs> the the uh, the smart move here is to is like Lauren said, uh, Catherine said, is to is to combine every two people to carry one. You know, you take him for ten minutes. I take him for ten. Try to swap off some of the, this weight. That would be that that would work. I just need somebody in this group to be the one who reaches to Chorgi and makes that persuade roll to say. Your guides, it's it. Look, your children are involved. You you want us to get up this hill? We're not leaving these kids. Your guides need to help us carry them. If they don't help us, we don't make it. But so, we're not leaving. Gasping for breath, John yeah. kind of reaches out to Chorgi, and he's you know he's huffing and puffing, and he says, "Chorgi, they're children. They're the innocent. We always protect the innocent, and you know that. Can I try? Yeah, yeah, of course." That is a 38, which will be, it's a regular success. One off of a hard success. Yeah, no worries there. During the seven minutes of downtime, she finally starts to go into full mom mode and begin imploring the guides to to help as well. She's yelling at them at this point, chastising them, doing anything she can. And sure enough, one of the guides comes over and takes the one out of uh, Faye's arms and looks... Catherine, make me a uh, spot hidden. You got it. Three. He's dead. She's been carrying dead weight. I think Mel just... Folks at home, Faye Dawson just flipped me off and left the room. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. So, Faye, that... 
You okay, Faye? We're we're back. You're okay. <laughs> Catherine, d- does the guide know that his boy is dead? He he looks at you when he when he takes him out of her arms. Faye wasn't letting him go. She was holding onto him while she was catching her breath. And he picked him up and he just went de- total. He's totally just limp out. Um, neck back. Does Faye know? Faye does now. Catherine takes the boy from the guide or asks him to help her lay him as respectfully as she can on the ground. There's nothing we can do. Um, I, I, Don't let the other children see. There's no way you can stop it. Oh, no. No, they're, they're all together. Everybody's, you know, in a line huddle. You know, they're just all together. And well, they Noodle. See this. Faye, you wanted to say something? Yeah, Faye, um, playing off of what Sid had said to her earlier, she just um, she just looks at Sid and goes, you're right, it does claim who it wants. And she just turns and just continues walking forward so she can go help with another kid. Everybody swaps out. The climb begins again. Sid and... Faye, you're the furthest in the back. We left the and, uh, we left the body of the child. That's what I'm understanding. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean we, we can't didn't take we him. Didn't clearly stay that, but yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I thought so. What Catherine was doing was laying him out properly. Gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, I I'm that. sorry. So I assume that yeah, that's on mm-hmm. me. If, if you guys aren't, you're, you're definitely leaving him, right? Leaving yep. the child. Yeah. Okay. Unless someone so, objects. So Faye and Sid, it would be the two of you that would have to make a spot hidden on this one. I run one more bad dice roll in this damn thing. Well, did. Catherine, take my child. I took Chorky's. Yeah, John, but you're oh, second up from the, yes. the front. Yeah, I was right so behind you. That was a critical him. success. So I'm Sid, still carrying made... a child. Yeah, uh, well, it doesn't matter. You, you, This spot hidden is only for people in the very back of the line. The last two. I'm for what's going on at this moment. Check, but okay. Oh, no, no. We'll, we'll, you can pass off to a guide. Whatever. Yeah, not a problem. Okay. So, Sid, you made a critical Faye. I thought I rolled a hundred, but it was a one. I just can't read, so I rolled a so one. So both you saw a critical. Yep. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, I got. Yeah! That's why my face, like, I just kind of was like. Both make a sanity roll as you see the child being dragged away. Something has grabbed it and is pulling it away by the top of its head and neck. It's being dragged. I love that my crit roll goes towards actually harming my. Yeah, son. what the hell was that? I roll like garbage all night, and this is the price I. I rolled a listen, one. Listen, this is Cthulhu. This is pulp Cthulhu. You take is... your goddamn beating. No, I don't want my goddamn beating. I want a nice thing to happen to me. Oh god, and he rolls an eighty-six on the sanity check. No, it's all right. I failed my sanity check too, so we're just. Hey, you're not doing well. Stop it. I know. <laughs> Both of you lose three points of sanity. Not. And Sid, the reason you lose three points of sanity isn't because the body's being dragged. Faye, it's not because this was the child you were carrying. It's because there's nothing there. Excuse me? You don't see anything. There's no creature. So this kid is just, it just looks like he's like lifting his head up and being dragged. Great. I hate that. Um, is it possible to shoot at it? Yeah. You can hit the Direct, I mean, yeah. Try to shoot directly above the kid's head, let's say. I mean, you failed your sanity check, but be. your sanity's not broken. So, yeah, you can try to aim your gun. I, I mean, everyone's going to turn and, and look back and be like, why are we shooting again? But, yeah, go. I'm going to do the same thing, so. All right. Make your shots. Oh, fuck yes. A one. A one. What? And Booyah. I rolled a ten. So we both got criticals, baby. We's crazy, baby. Hell yeah, baby. We on top of the world. Literally. 
Can everybody, does everybody see me okay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a All right, finger. roll your damage. Well, we don't have to roll, well, I right? We don't have to critical? roll damage for a critical. Oh, no, cri- I'm sorry, critical's maxed, right? So what's the damage on your weapons? Yep. Mine is 2d6 plus 4, so it would be uh, 12, 12, 16 points. Mine is a d10, so that would be 10. I'm sorry, Keeper. No, not a problem. It looks... You hear two shots ring out. <laughs> Blood comes pouring all over. Oh, good. Now we can see it. And it looks... Uh, it the, the the body of the young 11-year-old hits the ground and, and just lies... You know, is dead, but he's he's been released. And the thing becomes visible. And you see only one black eye looking at you this time. Part of its jaw has been smashed by the second bullet that Faye hit it with. And it, it's, it's shaking its head in absolute agony. We'll start at the top of the initiative. Faye, you and Sid just reacted. So the next person in line, Catherine, oh. you can try to turn and make a snapshot. It's going to be a little bit of a disadvantage. I'm holding a kid. Ca- yeah, so it's going to be a negative 20, but you can take a shot. I'm taking might, a fucking... If somebody hits it... I'm taking a shot. Um, I got to cer- unceremoniously deposit my kid because I have dropping a... dropping... You're down to three. Now you want to bounce one off the hard earth? I said unceremoniously deposit, not throw. <laughs> unceremoniously deposit means a laundry basket. Here's your damn laundry and you drop it at chest height. Oh, no. That's, <laughs> I mean, um, can, do, is there time for me to yell for Chorgi to, like, punt it oh off to her? God. Just take the shot. I'm just taking the fucking shot with a not minus 20. Chorgi, take the kid! <laughs> Two! How? Ah! What? I'm not... Trusting these rules. I'm sorry. It's not possible. Does someone want to see it? Does someone well, want to see it? If this is wrong, I don't want to be right. If this is wrong, I don't want to be right. No, I will take a picture. No, just take... Do, so uh, that's crit. What's, what's damage on your shot? Um, how far away am I? Oh, not... Maybe 20, 15, 20, 30 feet. Or D6. You're in a beautiful grouping. We'll put it that way. So the head explodes. This thing falls to the ground. Becomes fully visible. Um, it was, yeah, it's, um, it was a malevolent looking thing. It appears to be an Arctic type tiger or some, some variant of that, but it's, um, it's big. It's, it's, it's every bit of 1400, 1500 pounds. It massive power, uh, almost begs the question, how is it surviving, uh, in this type of environment where, where, where food is so rare, such, uh, it's so what's that? It's living off clay pots. No, no, actually, no, it wouldn't be enough. It wouldn't be enough to keep it. it it's it's so damn big and so damn, it's just, you've never seen anything like it. Your wildest, the best taxidermy African lion you've ever seen is looks like a chihuahua compared to a, you know, a bull mastiff. It just, there's nothing, it's it's just so disproportionately big. It, it, it couldn't withstand that kind of, you know, three critical shots with, with pretty powerful weapons, it, it it definitely it definitely took its head off. So um, the rest of the climb won't be needed to be as energetic or as difficult. So you'll make it to the cave uh, here pretty much uh, the rest of the way on, without having to do any kind of con or strength checks. You're able to get the children in. Catherine, food is put on immediately, pots of rice. The kids are able to finally get some food into them. Uh, you're able to warm them. You use medicines to keep, you know, get their the blood flow back, you know, keep their chests rubbing their chests so that 
you know, you keep the, the center and the arms and legs will slowly start to take care of themselves type thing. The, yeah, the rest of the, you guys make the, make this out of the way camp, but it is totally out of the elements. So any hit points, any magic points, anything that you've expended during this time, with the exception of luck and sanity, those don't come back until between chapters. But if you're down any HP, if anything else has been nickeled at you, nickeling, diming you, uh, you're full recovery tonight, as, as long as it's not more than like five, you know, magic points are fully back and health hit points would go up accordingly. So that's all good. So we're resting here in the, in this in this cave. Yeah, yeah, rest is fine. Yeah, you're good. This now, is is it, is it the cat's cave when we get in there? Are there evidence that this was in fact the cat's cave? If it was, it was a long time ago. It's too big. Okay, okay. If if this was it, I mean, it's it seems it's possible. There are some bones scattered, but they're old. They're they're you know they're they're pretty ancient. There are you going to so the cave is is for nobody can really stand even. Even our smaller members have to hunch a little bit, but the cave's probably about five one inside. But it's it's big enough. It's got a it's it's got a surface of about maybe sixty square feet, seventy square feet. So you can get everybody packed into it with a little small fire near the door, uh, that kind of thing. But there is some drawings on the wall, but they're ancient as hell, and it's just stick figure type stuff. It's actually quite a quite an impressive find that there were people here at some point. Faye, you're the only one probably with does you have archaeology as a as a uh, as a background and a history skill, right? Why Anybody with a history skill can go ahead and make me a roll on this if they want to try to un- interpret what they think maybe the symbols on the wall mean. Would you prefer me to make an archaeology roll or a history roll? So if it's a history roll, everybody needs a hard success. If it's an archaeology roll, Faye, I would say it's a straight success. I'll do I'll I'll try archaeology. Okay. I rolled a sixty-four, which is just a regular success on my history. Uh, on history? Okay. So you recognize them as older cave paintings, John, something that, you know, it's definitely in a style that's that would be in this part of the world, you know, stick figures and animals and things like that. Someone was here drawing, uh, but Faye, did you get an archaeology roll? I rolled a 21, which is a hard success for me. One or two of the circles that you've seen drawn as well indicates a watering hole, a body of a, a water source near, like, that these people obviously used or were nearby when they made these drawings hundreds and hundreds or thousands of years ago. You're probably predicting somewhere a few thousand years ago. You are seeing, though, that there's something's wrong with the way the water is drawn as it's... So it looks like there's even like a little animal or two lying around it, the way it was painted in. But there's something black... Like they they colored in the bottom of the water to, to indicate there's black down there. And then they have these like little wiggly lines coming from the black part of the, the water towards the open surface. Like tentacles. Well, I, I, don't don't go immediately there, but but yeah, I mean something like vaporous or something bad down there it doesn't have to instantly be tentacles. I get I get that why you would think that, but yeah, sounds, it's, it just indicates bad. Yeah, it sounds very much like the lake that we're trying to make our way up to. And you are close. You're within three quarters of a day, half just a little bit better than half a day's climb. So you put together that it could be about Rupkund. That's absolutely true. This is where Faye's going to have to try to make a, a, another roll. Now, this is a sanity roll, Faye, and it's not to fail. Even if you don't pass this, it's okay. You're not going to lose anymore. I just need to know if you roll under the current number. Okay. Uh, my sanity is down to a 40 now, so let's see. Okay. I got a 40 on the dot, so I just, you just made, made it. it. Yes. Everybody around Faye, Ella, especially you. All right. See Faye kind of go rigid for a moment. And her mouth kind of opens just as she's looking at it. She gets this real weird look on her, expression on her face. 
and she mouths the words, Dad. Go ahead, Faye, if you want to, I mean, uh, Ella, if you want to talk to her. I approach her back and I, like, try to put a hand on her shoulder and say, Faye, darling, what is it? Dad? Do I see my dad, like, in this, or is this something that... Faye, somewhere, somehow, you're not sure, but you're looking at this image and you... You hear noises. Your friends don't hear them, but you seem to. The drum. What? what you hear drum? her say the drum. What I drums? I haven't thought about that drum in almost a decade. Nobody else hears it, right? What? Is there a drum? What? There's no drum. I immediately put my hand where she's looking and try to get a reading off of it. Do you have enough magic points to do that left? Uh, I have seven. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> I have seven until my next rest. Thank Which you. Which is tonight. That's fine. Yeah, tonight. So go and and you. This is a good rest in this mountain, so you're going to get a good portion back. So that's fine. Go ahead and make me the roll. Tell me if you make your clairvoyancy roll. Oh yeah, I got a critical. That's a four. You got a critical success. Uh huh. All right. Okay. So I'm going to roll your d6. So uh, four. You're gonna. It's going to take. It was d6 plus one for how many magic points? You're going to burn four more. Ella walks up to the picture and touches it. And she looks over at Faye, and she just goes, Fucking bitch! Pain! I hear the drum. I hear it. The pain. Blood. Face. Dad, where are you? And that's where we'll leave it tonight. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.